0: More catchy than the 877 Cars for Kids commercial. It's the Ham Talk Live theme music. Good evening, everyone. It's Ham Talk Live, episode number 201, Frat House Ham Radio, recorded live on Thursday, February 27th, 2020. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight we're joined by Maxwell Zines, wfm 4th and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Uh, last week on the show was episode number 200, and uh, we took a look back at some of the favorite moments of the first 199 episodes and gave away a bunch of fabulous prizes. If you missed the show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or YouTube, or you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW, 5085 AM, Saturday evenings at about 6.30 PM Eastern Time. Well, I apologize for the voice. Uh, the The voice is is holding up, but barely tonight. I've uh, been uh, under the weather for a few days and uh, just kind of trying to get this all cleared up and bounce back. But... Uh, we will try to to talk to, with uh, Maxwell here, and uh, he'll tell us all about his uh, fraternity's ham radio station. So if you have questions, just give us a call. And uh, if you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can give us a call after the interview's over. Uh, we'll talk to him a little bit first. Uh, but I'll give you the phone number so you have that ready to go. It's 859 982 7373 73. again 859-982-7373. You can also tweet us if you'd rather type than talk. You can tweet us. It's at Ham Talk Live on Twitter, and I'll be back with Maxwell right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live.
1: Hey honey, have you seen the PL 259s anywhere?
2: No, I haven't. Come on, kids, let's go you <laughs> There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. electronics. A giant warehouse warehouse of connectors connectors and adapters adapters for every every occasion. occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquid sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s, get the 10th one for just one penny. penny, penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say, I love you, than with the gift of a PL259. Tower Tower Electronics. electronics. Tower Electronics.
0: Tower Electronics. electronics. Hi, I'm Scott Cole, KB9AMM, president of
2: Tower Electronics. I like the company so much that I bought it. Tower Electronics, coming to a hand fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under... Amateur radio connectors.
0: My, wherever did you get that lovely PL259?
2: Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL259 connectors? A clean house is a sign of a broken radio. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp.
0: Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show once again tonight to help bring Ham Talk Live your way each and every week. HamFest calendar for them coming up March 7th. They'll be in Cave City, Kentucky. And then March 15th, they'll be in the Toledo area in Maumee, Ohio. And then April 18th up in uh, Wisconsin. Back home for them uh, toward Madison, though. Um, in Staunton, Wisconsin, April 18th. So you can visit them if at any of those ham fests, or you can visit them online at pl-259.com. Maxwell Zines, WM4TH, is a freshman at the University of Tulsa, currently pursuing a triple major in mathematics, electrical engineering, and physics. His passion for radio came from his dad, who also got an early start in ham radio. His dad his advanced class as a teen and has always been a passionate tinkerer and uh, taught his son well. He uh, taught him a lot of the technical skills he uses in the fraternity's ham radio shack today. Maxwell and his dad also share a great enthusiasm for the technical side of electric guitars. And so Maxwell spent a great deal of his childhood listening eagerly as his dad went through the circuitry and the guitar amp and explained what each vacuum tube and sub-circuit did to the signal to convert it to sound. All this inspiration led him to continue studying the tools of figuring out electronics and brought ham radio with him to college. So, Maxwell, thanks for joining us on the show tonight.
1: It's great to be with you, Neil. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, sorry. I had to clear my throat again there. Uh, Well, we've... Seen, actually, we picked this up on Reddit, and uh, my friend Joe Fitter, K7JOE, who is the faculty sponsor at the Indiana University Amateur Radio Club, um, sent, uh, sent me an email and said, Hey, have you seen these guys on Reddit? And, uh, you know, they've they set up a, a shack in the fraternity. So tell us all about the ham radio club there at the fraternity and how that all started up.
1: Well, sure. So, uh, as is common with the fraternity men, we really like to keep up with what everyone is doing. We have a, we have a chat where we just like to keep each other up to date with what's going on in our lives. And, uh, actually earlier last semester, when I was going to take my exam to get my technician's license, I just put it in the group chat. Hey guys, wish me luck. And, uh, when all was said and done, at the end of the day, five of us went home with our technician class uh, tickets. So, really surprised there. Uh, what I thought was just kind of a friendly shout, the uh, at the group chat ended up turning into something a lot, lot bigger. And you know what? Uh, what we've actually turned this into is a great opportunity to put forth our volunteerism. Uh, volunteerism is a concept that every organization at our school holds in really high regard uh, in consideration of being allowed to operate on campus. Uh, especially the Greek organizations take a lot of pride in organizing community service events. Uh, the club station that actually started as a unique way to satisfy our fraternity's volunteer quota. Uh, we, especially as tornado season approaches in Oklahoma are hoping to get a lot of time working uh, with MCOM. Uh, we also really, really enjoy planning radio-related STEM activities, outreach programs, because we have a, uh, a great deal of teachers and uh, organizations, STEM organizations in Tulsa, who are reaching out looking for engaging, fun uh, lessons and plans. So we, we really like to share that with them as well. Uh, moreover, it our club really serves as a common ground in our fraternity. Uh, we have a lot, a lot of guys. Most of us are engineers or student engineers. Uh, all of us, every single one of the five of us have a tie to either electrical or mechanical engineering. So we love the design aspect of this hobby. We love building antennas and fixing our equipment. That's really, it's really what sells it for us.
0: So uh, we we haven't even mentioned the name of the fraternity. So I guess we should do that. Um, and then, um, you've, you've set up the shack there and you said you've got f- five others that, that just went and took the test with you. So, so that's your club.
1: Yes. So, uh, we were the Sigma new fraternity at the university of Tulsa and yeah, absolutely. So we started actually as five, uh, we were the first five to go take the test and we have a wealth of material. Uh, we've written a lot of college friendly uh study material for this exam so that we can have the rest of the fraternity and hopefully, you know, other people in the school once we get our club growing to take the exam. We've got two people planning to take their technicians next month.
0: Very cool. So you guys have just been getting on the air from time to time and just kind of kicking back and making a few QSOs, or have you got into, um, you know, contesting or anything more serious than that, or QSO parties or anything like that, or, or you just, you know, every once in a while hop on the band?
1: Well, truth be told, we're... Uh We're pretty limited in what we can do just by living in a fraternity house, living on campus. Uh, One of our biggest considerations is housing. They don't like antennas. We've tried. We've tried every which way. I've been told to take it down every time. Um, So we're running about 50 watts average on single sideband, about 10 watts on CW. Uh, For the most part, we just love to sit in my room pop out our quick five-minute antenna, we call it, uh, before campus security notices and see what we can do. We work a lot of local guys, uh, really, really friendly. They've been super welcoming, given us a lot of tips, uh, really encouraged us to keep going with it, which has meant a lot, but we're, we're chasing our first DX right now. We're, we're trying our best. We designed an amplifier. We're hoping to build it soon. Uh, that'll help a lot, too, but we're we're working towards our dx right now no, no contesting yet again hopefully the amplifier will help with that once we get it designed and built but right now it's, it's a lot of local rag chew and chasing that first dx
0: well yeah, very good well the um antennas are always the challenge and and well i'm we're i'm looking at uh moving and and getting a a new shack built with, uh, you know, a tower and a beam and everything, and even then the 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 restrictions on property. Oh my goodness, it, it's it's been a nightmare trying to find some place that will allow antennas and and um, university campuses are or even worse. So I, I wish you luck on on that, and hopefully you can uh, get that worked out. And I know you you're working with the university to actually. Make uh, make the club uh, an official university club.
1: That's our hope. It's been going really well so far. That what started as a is a friendly thing in our fraternity. We really do want to grow it because we see this excellent opportunity to get out there and help the community, you know, volunteer, uh, especially as tornado season comes about in Oklahoma. We'd really like to see some fellows get their get their technician, get their general and uh, help us out in the field.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about the equipment that you use. Um, and, and this five minute antenna, Let, let's, let's hear, uh, how you can, um, put that antenna up so fast and, um, be able to use that. And, and I understand, uh, dad helped out with a rig.
1: He did. So our, uh, our base rig is a Kenwood TS 940, uh, that's all modes, all all HF bands, and a uh, big old beefy trans match that sits on top of it. So that's a much more setup than our antenna can handle. The antenna itself is uh, definitely a challenge. We're working with a lot of restrictions in terms of you know, structures and uh, maximum permissible exposure to different radio waves and whatnot. Our, uh, our shack has one window that points out right at a well-trafficked sidewalk, so we're pretty restricted in, uh, in that space. We can't send a lot, of, uh, a lot of power out. We don't have a lot of space to build out, so we just built straight up. We've got a big old PVC tower. It was the, uh, it was the thickest, strongest PVC that 100 bucks could buy at our hardware store and uh, we taped a dipole to it. That's what we're running right now.
0: It's called improvise. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just, uh, put the PVC tower together and then tape it up or can you leave part of it together or how do you do well, that?
1: Well, so it's, uh, it's about 10 pieces of PVC. They all fit behind my bed when they're not in use. Uh, so. And we have a hand-sketched plan for how it all goes together. It's uh, it's pretty structurally sound. We had the mechanical engineers of the club help us out with it, but it's uh, it's about 20 meters tall and holds a 40-meter uh, dipole on top. We uh, we really did design it so that we could assemble it in my in my room, place it outside through the window, and then have it telescope upwards. Uh, that way, you know, if we get any complaints, if we need to take it down real quickly for whatever reason, that's that's possible to do. It takes about five minutes. It's our five minute antenna.
0: All right, well, that that sounds like a good plan. Now, um, I noticed that on this Reddit post. Excuse me, just a second. <clears throat> okay, uh, I noticed on uh, this Reddit post. Um, that we were looking at. And actually I sent the picture out on social media there of the, uh, the station. Um, someone had a- asked the question. So we got to, we got to ask it. So what do the sorority girls think about the station?
1: We've gotten some puzzled stares, especially when we're setting up and taking down the tower, our window points right at sorority row. So, uh, whenever we put it up, it's no secret. Everyone can see it. Um, aside from the puzzled stares, uh, the benefit of going to a smaller school is that, you know, between the five people who serve as the core of the club, we know most of the sorority girls on a friendly basis. Uh, and we've certainly not gotten any rude comments, anything like that. They're very, very engaging, very interested in what we're doing. We have friendly conversations about our tower and our station, what, what we're doing. But really the, uh, the main struggle is justifying it to our girlfriends. Uh, I think part of the antenna sleeps in the bed with me just cause that's how it all fits.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so m- m- most of our, uh, most of our time is actually spent justifying our, ho- our hobby, our passion to our girlfriends. They, uh, none of them are sorority members. They're, uh, they're just you know really good people who like to hang out and we try to get them on the air too as third party traffic when we can. I had my girlfriend call to her Peter once not her thing unfortunately, but they're really supportive they they're They're good to us, and so are the sorority girls.
0: Well, it's always good to have uh have some support so and and who knows maybe uh maybe you'll convince some of them to get into uh ham radio. so tell me how you got into ham radio
1: well my dad was instrumental in that uh as you mentioned he had his advanced license when he was my age uh back when he was my age unfortunately the technology was a little bit different his transceiver was a big old tube number uh, unfortunately just not feasible to take to college with him so he let his license expire as he was in college uh Luckily, he actually ended up picking up the electric guitar when he moved away, and he started taking an uh, interest in guitar amplifiers and guitar effects pedals, and that's a passion that he's shared with me. We spent a lot of time when I was young building guitar projects. Uh, the first thing we ever built together was a tremolo pedal for him to play his guitar through, and uh, under his supervision, especially as my skills advanced, uh, I graduated to building tube amplifiers, actually. Uh, my curiosity for amplifier circuits led to my foray into amateur radio. Uh, and luckily, unlike my dad, I actually was able to take my passion to college. Uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I've got that nice solid state rig. It's about 40 pounds packed real, real nice into my car. So I was able to take it to college with me. The antenna still a struggle, but we're, we're doing the best we can. And with that smaller rig, we're able to keep up in college
0: well i hope you, you can uh continue to grow and and uh progress and get through some of the red tape and and um get a uh get a more permanent arrangement set up but uh, i think the idea of the fraternity having its own station is also pretty cool that uh you know you guys can uh you know just hop on one night and kick back and uh and make some contacts and, and that's a That's a pretty cool thing to do, and I'm sure that it uh, ties into a lot of of what you're studying.
1: Yeah, it it really does. So we've got three people, three people right now that are tied into electrical engineering in some way or another. And we have fun just coming up with the wackiest antenna designs and testing them, seeing how they work, benchmarking them, uh, building them in MATLAB. And that's that's what we like so much about this hobby it really supports the maker the maker attitude and the idea that you can build and create we love that we really do and as student engineers that's something that we hold in high regard
0: well i think it's good too that you're you're doing this together with your fraternity with your your colleagues because uh you know i'm i'm involved with uh you know, bringing the youth on the air camp to the U S. And one of the big fundamental core values of, of this is that peers are teaching peers. And I think that's something that a lot of times we miss is, you know, we can't always, you know, uh, have, you know, an older person, you know, just show up to a university and say, Hey, how would you like to do ham radio? that 's probably not the best best approach and i think if if you all kind of work together and help each other um, you know you said you know right away you had five people that just went and took the test with you just on the spur of the moment so um I think building those relationships just just fits into the whole fraternity thing and and um you can make even more relationships through ham radio and i I think that 's a great Approach and a lesson that uh, a lot of people can take away from uh, what you're doing. So, all right, well, uh, we're going to take a break and then I'll come back with Maxwell and we'll take your calls and your tweets uh, about uh, fraternity ham radio clubs right after this word from ICOM America here on Ham Talk Live. Get out and be active with ICOM's new IC-705 and its optional multifunction backpack. The IC705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilogram or just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz and a large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. It runs 5 watts with a battery, 10 watts with a power supply. It has sideband, CW, AM, FM and full D-Star functions, a micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, micro sd card slot integrated gps with antenna and gps logger and the speaker mic comes standard and supports qrp operations the perfect accessory for your ic705 is the optional backpack lc 192 with a special compartment for your ic705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a Day in the Park. Visit ICOMAmerica.com/slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios.
2: Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. You're listening to Ham Talk Live, the most popular podcast with the words ham, talk, and live in the title. Here's your host, Neil Rapp.
0: Be sure to visit ICOM America at ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur. And be sure to visit us here at Ham Talk Live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time right here at HamTalkLive.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's time for your phone calls now. Excuse me here just a second. All right. If you have a call for Maxwell uh, or a question, give us a call at 859 982 7373. Again, the phone number to call is 859-982-7373, or you can tweet us, it's at HamTalkLive on Twitter, and if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, um, uh, sorry, it's, uh, it's Thursday night right now and we're live, so uh, you won't be able to hear us uh, and call in and ask questions, so um, Maxwell, while while we're uh, waiting on some calls and tweets, um, let's talk a little bit about getting students more involved in ham radio. What are some of your ideas of how you can get more students involved?
1: Well, I think think especially with my generation, the the 18 to 22 right now, uh, when when they try something new, it's because they heard about it from a friend. Uh, A lot of social media sites have taken off that way. Uh, pr- pretty much anything. It's just by word of mouth. And when I got into ham radio, I noticed that it was because it was something my dad shared with me. And when I was able to convince the five other guys to take the test, it was because I said, hey, let's, let's do this. So, you know, I think, I think the biggest, most important thing is just spreading awareness, especially using people our age, you know, ha- ham radio uh, operators that are my age. The best thing you can do is share it with your friends, You know, let them, let them get on, make third-party contacts. Uh, it's, it's really cool, and it's something to be shared. I, I definitely think so. And also, uh, for everyone that's more passionate about the technical side of the hobby, uh, ask your local schools if they're looking for lesson plans because we, uh, we've actually been reached out to by different organizations, and also reached out to quite a few organizations for lesson plans and ideas for talking about radios and the electromagnetic spectrum. That's all stuff that they need to teach, and this is a great hands-on way to do that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a great way. I, I use it in chemistry when we're talking about electromagnetic spectrum and that kind of thing, and do some demonstrations, and, well... You know, I said something about, you know, some of the older ones, you know, just showing up and and saying, hey, you know, how would you like to do ham radio? That's a way that you can um, be older and kind of help mentor is you you, you get the stuff ready. You get the plans. You get um, the ideas there um, and, you know, support with the gear and the equipment and and that kind of thing. But. Also, you know, there, there's a there's a role in um, mentoring and, and and helping out and and passing things along. And you've had an experience with that, just even on the the local r- repeater, getting your handheld set up.
1: Absolutely, mentors have been a big part of what we do. Uh, when we just got our technician tickets, we we were pretty much clueless. We had the HTs that we bought on Amazon, uh, really really, pretty much thrown into deep water. And as we started figuring out how to connect to repeaters, we had a lot of guys say, hey, your signal's weak. You know, are you holding your antenna upright? Are you outside? Is it line of sight? And you know, hearing those guys be patient with us and give us step-by-step explanations and troubleshooting as we try and get our signal strong it it really means a lot and it keeps us engaged you know as we get frustrated as we have our equipment fail on us or call CQ with no response uh hearing those people you know give us those tips give us that uh that troubleshooting that mentorship is really what keeps us going and allows us to uh stay engaged in the hobby
0: and and I think you've got some in particular you wanted to to mention
1: yeah absolutely so uh Really, really friendly guy. Uh, Ron comes on the local repeater, and he was instrumental in getting me up and running. You know, as I was uh, connecting to the repeater and saying you know, "Whiskey Mike for Tango Hotel," listening, he uh, he was pretty quick to get on and say, "Hey, man, your signal is—it's uh, pretty weak. It's a little bit noisy. Are you sure that your antenna is pointed upright?" And at that time, I didn't know about polarization, so I was just holding it know kind of lazily in my hand uh so i pointed my antenna upright and pretty much instantly got better reception uh and from his words uh better transmit too so ron especially but really everyone on that repeater has been so friendly and so good about getting us on the air and making sure that we're doing everything right
0: yeah mentors are always always good for um you know, getting some pointers and, and getting some, some help, and, and that's a, a critical role as well. Um, while, you know, a lot of your peers are, are working to help, you know, kind of spread the word and, and get into stuff, you, you need those resources. Um, and, and I think that may be um, a, a bit of a shift in, in how we do things, because a lot of times the approach is, you know, hey, I'm here. How would you like to do ham radio? How would you like to take another test? And and that may not be the greatest introduction to that. But then um, you know, w- when you're interested in it and you you're doing some things with it, then that's kind of the time when when some of the experience can step in and say, "Hey, okay, have you tried this? Have you tried that?" and and get some pointers and and get things uh, improving and, and learn from their experience. So um, it's a bit of a shift in in, in how we do things sometimes, but um, I think it's been, uh, been effective.
1: Absolutely. My, uh, so my first, my first piece of radio equipment, if you will, was a WSPR receiver. I know that, uh, Another member of our club, his first was a uh, an SDR, software defined radio, and the fact that you can get those inexpensively and they allow you to experiment with so much of what holds true with the uh, HF bands too, you know, antenna design and uh, filtering. That that's a really great place to start, and you can get an SDR online for twenty bucks and at least get receiving. So that's a that's a great option. That's a great way to get started. Hands
0: on. If you have a question or a comment for Maxwell, give us a call right now at 859 982 7373, or you can tweet us at Ham Talk Live on, on Twitter, and um, we'll be here for a few more minutes. So give us a call 859 982 7373. So, um, we mentioned a little bit about you know you're trying to work with the university to, to try to get the, the club organized and I've, I've been through that process before um and many have and some people may not understand some of the process of of getting that so can you talk a little bit about uh, how that's gone so far and what what you have to do to to make that uh, a possibility
1: Well, you know, surprisingly enough, uh, getting the club declared an official through the FCC has been a lot easier than getting it declared an official through the university. Uh, The FCC, you know, requires two signatures, whereas uh, as I've started asking around at the university, seeing if there's a, if there's a greater opportunity for us, there's been requirements such as uh, finding, finding a club sponsor, that's been a big one, but also just finding a place to meet where we can put our antenna up, have all our gear, our uh, our base transceivers, forty pounds. So finding a place where we ideally can set up our set up our station without having to lug that big thing across campus. Uh, just all of that, all the logistics have to come together, and it's it's been a struggle, but we're working towards it for sure.
0: And you've got some. Uh some professors that are doing some rf work already
1: yeah absolutely so we've got a uh we've got an rf class at our school uh, we've actually got one guy two enrolled in that right now uh two have gone through it yep two, uh, two of our club members have gone through that class so uh that seems like a great place to start also approaching that professor to ask for help with designing those antennas that'll work from our dorm room uh we, we've got some really good leads and it seems like we're on a pretty promising track to getting this official or at least supported by the university itself.
0: And you know, one thing we haven't even mentioned your, your club call sign. So you do have an an official club call sign for the fraternity.
1: Yes. K I five H S S.
0: Okay. and, And where can people find you guys typically and when
1: Well, so uh, I I try and get on every night, at least a little bit. I've got my antenna, uh, build it, put it out the window. I've been trying real, real hard to get those long-distance contacts. I've been uh, pretty much just going with the uh, QRP operation, but to the the best of our ability right now without an amplifier, uh, calling CQ on 20, 40, 80, and seeing what we pull in.
0: Okay, very good. Well, listen for the, for these guys, and uh, um, you can uh, find them on the air and and kick back and get a nice little QSO with the uh, fraternity here at uh, the University of Tulsa. So, Maxwell, thank you so much for for coming on the show and for telling us all about your setup. It, it's it's very interesting, and a lot of people don't know some of the challenges of of making that work in college uh, when when you have all these restrictions and and rules that you have to, to go through and and you're getting a good start on that early since you're a freshman. So, you know, maybe before too long, you'll have all those bugs worked out and you'll have a a more permanent uh, antenna and and can, uh, can do even more. And we wish you the best.
1: Well, it was great to be on with you, Neil. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you to everyone who's listening. Uh, we, you know, we love to talk about this. It's we could go on for hours. So, it you know, it means a lot to be here and sharing our story.
0: All right, and and who else do you have? You've got some of your fraternity brothers and, and club members in the shack. Who else do you have uh, here with you tonight?
1: Yeah, right, right here, right now. I've got uh Cameron Willie and Cameron here with me tonight. K I five H uh, J N K I five H J O. Ki five HJQ. I'm uh, HJP. HJP.
2: Or, no, sorry, sorry. You're HJP. I'm HJM. <laughs> right. We we have consecutive call signs, and so it makes things a little bit confusing. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I went through that when, when I grew up. I I took my class uh, with my dad, and and everybody you know kind of passed all at once. so We had WB nine UK A B C D E, G and H. We're not sure how that one slipped in there, but um, (laughs) but but somewhere F didn't didn't fall into the the list. But yeah, that 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 became kind of confusing. But uh, three of them um, or four of them actually were were in one family, so it was kind of nice on the QSL card. You just check the last letter, so that was kind of cool. Well. Great to hear from all of you. Congratulations on the uh, efforts and uh, and wish you luck and hope to hear more from you guys in the years to come.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much, Neil. Again, it was uh, it was wonderful to be here chatting with you tonight.
0: All right. Well, that is Maxwell Zines WM4TH. And that's uh, going to be a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Maxwell and his uh, fraternity crew there and everyone out in cyberspace for listening. And I invite you next uh, back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time for a list of our upcoming guests. Just go over to HamTalkLive.com. Oh, we do have a, a comment here. I'm sorry. Uh, Chris, A4CB, says he was introduced to Ham Radio in eighth grade. Um, junior high school and had uh teachers with a a license and uh even had a two meter repeater at the high school so um but uh, it 's thirty two years later now so <laughs> that changes and and that 's one that 's another challenge is is keeping things going and i I run into that at the high school club as well you know uh um four years uh you you have a new group of students so that's always one of the challenges, and um, that's the same uh, at the university. So hopefully uh, these guys can get the ball rolling and, and keep it going. Well, we um, invite you back next Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, go to HamTalkLive.com to see uh, the upcoming guests. And also want to remind you that uh, the Young Ham Lends a Hand contest is still going on. Uh, Carol Perry WB2MGP is accepting nominations for that. Any young ham aged 19 or younger who has demonstrated some basic of service and volunteerism can be nominated. Um, it could be someone who helps recruit or mentor other young people, assists at local community events, or uh, helps out with the elderly or military personnel. Um, all nominations go to WB2MGP. That's whiskey Bravo Two mikegolfpapa at gmail.com before the end of april the winner will be announced at the dayton hamvention youth forum and the prize is one hundred dollars for that young ham and if you like the show ham talk live please leave us a review that helps us out as well so for now this is neil Rapp wb9 vpg saying seven three seven five and may the good dx be yours (laughs)